Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Morning, Montreal. How we feeling? All right. Welcome to the Comedy Pro Premium Podcast Series presented by Acast and this very special live recording of the Best Hang. Would you please welcome your hosts, Shane Cunningham, Mike Bierman, and Max Kerman? Thank you for coming out. Thank you. Thank you. How's it going? How's everyone feeling right now? All right. Fresher than you. An early podcast for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so first of all, thank you so much for coming. This is the Best Hang podcast. Uh, it's a thrill to be here in Montreal. We love the Just for Last Festival. But off the top, I just want to talk about an incident from last night because we were very, very fortunate that Shane is still with us and alive. Yes. Um, some people in this room were at this uh, infamous dinner, but we were, we were, I'll just tell it from my perspective. So I'm sitting here. I got Max to my left. Um, we got Sophia from ACAST. They took us out for dinner, by the way, ACAST. They're so kind. So we're big fans of them. And, um, <laughs> I and Heather is also, so just for yeah. context, uh, ACAST is our distributor with the podcast. They're partners with the Best Hang podcast. And uh, we heard that they want to take us for dinner on the company card. <laughs> and I actually asked Sophia, I was like, Sophia, who's paying for this? She's like, I'm not paying for this. <laughs> it's like, do you think I'm paying for this on my salary? No. The company is paying for it. I was like, all right, another round, please. So we will always show up for a free meal. That is yeah, a good uh, yeah. lesson for us. But mm-hmm. so I got Shane is one seat over and I'm, I'm talking to Heather. I'm explaining a story. And then Max starts going, yo, 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 yo. And I'm like, what? And I look over and Shane is standing, he's standing up from the table. And we're at a crowded hip restaurant. It's, it's like debt. It's around the corner. It's bustling. It's like everybody's loud in this place, but he stands up and he's like, you can tell. And Shane's wife, Alex is there. She's, she stands up and now they're both up. And I'm like, holy shit. 
a guy from the table next to us stands up and grabs Shane like out of a movie and starts trying to do the Heimlich maneuver on Shane in this restaurant. So like, oh my goodness. After like 30 seconds of that, it, Alex is like, Shane's still, she's like, did it work? And he goes, <laughs> so, so now you're in kind of this weird surreal thing where I'm like, is this going to happen? Is Shane going to drop dead right now at this dinner? Like we have a podcast in the morning. Another guy comes running in. Papa Bear. Because the, the first guy was a younger guy. Like, yeah, right, yeah. Then Papa yeah. Bear. His body type was kind of like Bob Saggety, the first guy, like from like Full House. <laughs> but the second guy who came through was... It's like Santa Claus or something. He was like John Candy. Yeah. He knew what to do. Yeah. He knew what to do. So, boom, boom, boom. Oh, and at this point, Ash, manager Ash, is like, we need to call somebody. Call, call somebody. And I, I think she leaves. And I get on my phone. I call 911. And they call, they're like, hello. I'm like, we have a man. Bonjour. We, but the, bonjour. I was like, I don't speak <laughs> French. Speak Just English, say fucking hello. Please. This is Montreal. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, we have a man choking. Um, I lean down to see. I'm like, what's the restaurant called? I'm like, we're at Cadet or whatever. And then dude like frees up Shane. And he's like, <gasps> I'm like, okay, we're good. Bye-bye. Whatever. Hang up. And uh, yeah. And, and, and then you were fine. And then we were like, did that just really happen? It was like this terrifying, maybe it was I was like, not fine. Well, no, you're sh- you're sh- I, I, was hum- I was humiliated. After someone Ooh. saves Whoa. your life, you honestly want to die. Like, well, like, it was just like, the other thing too. The restaurant had gone dead silent during the seconds. Like, like oh everything went quiet in the restaurant. And then the minute he, he let out this breath of life, everybody applauded in the restaurant. It was so surreal. And from the lighting was just perfect that it kind of looked like a, a scene from a movie yeah. <laughs> for me. And I've just been witnessing Shane uh, as the star of the dessert. So the whole thing, all the extras in the scene were like, oh, this is just another sketch. It was so weird. You, you looked so happy while it was going on. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember looking over at Max and for some reason you had your phone out. No, I wasn't filming. You I was not filming. You were like, no, that's, that's not true. That's true. No, but I didn't it know how true. to how to act in the moment. Um, it was my friend uh, Dan recently uh, choked on a big Harv at a Harvey's uh, on the side of a highway recently, and some and his friend had to give him the high milk remover. This is like three weeks ago, and he said that nobody in the restaurant noticed. He's but he was in a Harvey's on the at a service station, but this was different because everybody the was watching. Was the watching. whole thing got really quiet, but it was it was weird because. Um, yeah, I didn't know exactly what to do because I looked over at Ash. She was on the phone. Uh, Alex, uh, Shane's wife, was trying to coach him through the event. And then, but for me, I was just like, you know when you're at like a dinner party and you're, you're talking a lot and then somebody else has the conch and so it's like your chance to eat, to have like a bite of your Did own? Did you take a fucking bite I was thinking meal? about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. And we had the same meal. We both had the beef tenderloin. Well, this is- uh, So I was like, but in my mind, my brain right? was like, am I having a bite? I was like, no, I can't do that right now. Um, <laughs> And, and then, of course, you know, Shane comes yeah. to and, and it's okay. And the funniest part, though, is at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the you best live. part yeah, of the tragedy. Death. There, are many, there are many funny parts. But at the end, um, like, there starts w- like whispers from the server going like, did you know that um, somebody paid for his meal? Oh, I hated those yeah. servers. And then I was like, who, who paid for the meal? She goes, oh, no, no, no. We cannot tell. Oh my goodness. We cannot tell. And then and I was like, just tell me. I want to get a photo with the person so I can talk about it on the pod tomorrow. And they're like, no, 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 no. Why the secrecy? We cannot tell who paid the bill. And then and then I was like, oh, okay. It's like, and also we paid the man's bill who saved the life. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, that's great. <laughs> but it was all very self-congratulatory. How you yeah. on this French accent, by the way? <laughs> they, they were not that nice to me <laughs> at all like that. Oh, no. really? No, she comes up to me. Again, I'm humiliated, right? So my wife, Alex, walked up to the table and said, oh, thank you for 
saving my husband's life. Uh, can I buy you a drink? She said, like, uh, you think she'd buy the meal, but she's like, I'm rum and coke. Um, but, but they were like, oh, no, no. And they, they didn't do it. But I didn't walk over to the table. I'm in shock and I'm embarrassed and I have my head down and I'm trying to pretend it didn't happen. So when the guy who saved my life, who's actually a doctor, he walked out. I was just like, give, <laughs> give him a little wave. It was very weird. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're welcome or whatever. So he leaves. But the waitresses hated that I didn't go over to the table. Oh, and they were, I found them to be very evil waitresses anyway. Evil. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sophia, right? Like she was at the meal. And she, don't drag her into this. Now no, she but says they're evil. She's half French. And she was telling me <laughs> that the like, expert. I was like, are they mean or are they just like being French? And she's like, no, they're mean. Because <laughs> when they even gave me the meal, they go, bon appetit. <laughs> And they smile, right? And I go, and I go, Sophia, is that weird, that Bon Appetit? It seemed very evil. Yeah. Like she looked like um, the, so Shoshana from Inglorious Bastards, mm. but she was acting like, uh, who's the Hans from Inglorious Bastards? <laughs> the Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. And so anyway, at the end of the, the meal, uh, you think they would pay for like the death trap they gave me to eat, right? Because that, that was insanely hard to eat, but they're like, would you like to say thank you to the man who paid for your meal? Because you did not say thank you to the man who saved your life. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yes, yes, thank you. And they're like, oh, right there. And I'm like, it's like this 20-year-old nervous kid who paid for my meal. Oh, uh, he was very sweet. Yeah, he was very sweet. But, you know, why wouldn't the restaurant cover that? Like, pay for my meal. Yeah, the, the best part was, or the funniest part, or I don't know how you describe it. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. is afterwards, Shane definitely was... It was very Shane because we've known each other forever, but he was like, it was like he needed us to know that that meat was like unnaturally hard. He was like, the it meat was. was very chewy. He's like, Alex took, Alex took a bite. It's very hard. Alex I had it. It was totally fine. Yeah, she, was like, she hated me. I'm telling you, that woman didn't like me. <laughs> he claimed that the meat was the perfect size to get stuck in his throat. He was like, the meat was the perfect size yeah. to get lodged. It was very, very unique. Alex, was that meat way too chewy? She almost choked. Yeah. You had the same meal. <laughs> I I ate the the beef just fine. Yeah, yeah. So can you describe the um, in real time what had happened? Yeah. So we're playing Mary Fuck Kill at the <laughs> table. Everyone, it's like we're in between like it was Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, or Britney Spears. Well, give oh. us your list now that yeah. you said. No, that. I'm yeah. curious. See, I was never into Britney Spears even growing up. Really? Like, yeah. Even in her heyday or whatever. So. Sometimes I still think about but having it. Anyway, I feel like I could get along with Lindsay Lohan, so I'd Why? marry her and I would f up. Parasol. Anyway, we're, 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 <laughs> we're playing that game. Alex goes to the washroom. And like you said, there was like a, there was my moment to eat. There was like a little lull in the conversation. So I go to take a bite, but it's way too big of a bite. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is happening. I'm kind of choking. I've never really choked before. I've got like a normal sized throat, so I don't choke a lot. Like I'm not a big <laughs> choker. I'm like, oh no, I'm kind of pretending it doesn't, it's not happening. I'm just pretending, laughing it through. Alex comes, looks at me, sees the look of fear in my eyes. And she's like, are you choking? And I'm like, eh, eh. I can't talk, but I have enough air. I can still breathe. So I'm thinking, okay, I probably Paris have Paris Hilton. I was like, <laughs> Paris Hilton. But I'm like, I have, probably have enough air to like, let's go to the ER. Let's not make a scene. I can still breathe enough. So I'm, I'm about to grab my phone to text like, let's leave and go to the <laughs> You can't talk. But Alex... She sticks her finger down my throat, which you're not supposed to do, and lodges it perfectly. 
now it's like no air. And I'm like, oh, I probably still have like nose air. So I'm like, <laughs> but like the nose air, I forget, is connected to your throat still. So you don't have <laughs> nose air if you think you can't breathe through your nose. And then I needed the Bob Saget guy to come over immediately because you guys weren't doing anything. You were like frozen. Right? I, I touched your shoulder. Yeah. I remember that. Like I was like, if you're going to go on to the next world, I want you to know you. Yes, I remember that speech. That got me a little emotional. <laughs> but the Bob Saget guy, too, he was, was like slapping my back, which you're not supposed to do. So I knew he didn't know what he was doing. And he was with a date, though. Maybe he was trying he to. He was with a date. He was. He was like yeah. mid 20s, like probably yeah. first date or whatever. And he couldn't really like pick me up. He wasn't that strong. He's feeling, I'm like, I'm going to die right now. This is the worst. But when John Candy came through, he started whipping me around like a rag doll. I'm like, this guy's going to save my life. And it just felt so cool. And you just look so happy. It did feel like a sketch. Yeah. It's actually now that you, it's a sketch from, I think you should leave the latest yes. season where he's at a dinner and, the, and he starts choking. I think at that's a restaurant. season one. Yeah. It's a season one. And then he has be, to go yeah. outside and get the Heimlich. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're with us, Shane, and we're yeah. very happy to have you. But I do feel bad if the guy who saved me, who we're calling John Candy, is listening. I would actually like to talk to him and thank him and, you know, buy him a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Shane, you're with us. Thanks for yeah. being here, and we're happy to have you. Um, big round of applause for Shane. He lived thank through you. it, and we have him. Um, so what we have, we have a, a big show today. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a, a huge guest, Curtis Connor, which is very exciting. We're going to get to him in a little bit. Um, we're very excited to have him. Before that, what's was going on? Like, t tell us about the start of JFL. This is your very first JFL. Shane and I have done it in the past. You know, we've had Dana McBride on this podcast. We've had Jeff Ross, mm -hmm. Natasha Leggero. Um, but this is your first time. G yeah. Give us your experience. Yeah, I've been in Montreal time. plenty with the band. And we played Oshiega. We played MTELUS around the corner back last year. And But you guys talked about how it's one big schmooze. And, and mm -hmm. I sometimes, if I'm in the mood, love a schmooze. And sometimes I don't like a schmooze. But... You were telling me how all these big dogs are just milling about in the lobby and you just like have a great time and you can stay up to like four in the morning. People are just drinking and drinking and drinking. And I was thinking about, was like, okay, who's going to be here? And there's also a writer's strike happening right now in LA. So it's like maybe some people aren't going to show up. Uh, but when we got picked up at the airport uh, from the van service, I was sat next to Jay Farrow in the back of our... Wow. Of our van. And I'm a big Jay Farrow fan. You guys are familiar. SNL does lots of great impersonations. I think he's performing tonight. Um, but I strategically put myself in the back because you were in the ride with me and uh, Jillian and Bella were uh, in the car as well. The uh, co-stars of The Dessert, now streaming on Crave. You're very good at like um, positioning yourself in a schmooze type situation. I do so think about, yeah, it's even at the dinner last night, I was like, where am I going to sit in the table so I can have the most sort of room to operate? Yeah, the furthest away from the choke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the... Well, the minute we come out of the airport, it's like, yeah, the, we're getting in like the car service and there's Jay. And it was like, oh, everything we've told, you know, like anyone who's a first timer just for laughs about how you get access to everybody. It's like you could see anyone. It was kind of cool. It's like, oh, right away. There we go. There's Jay Farrow. And then Max, of course, sits right beside him in the sprinter van mm -hmm. and we get off and you kind of you do this funny like mom thing. We're like, he's like, oh, Bella, Bella and Jill are here. They're on the sketch show, The Dessert. If you listen to the podcast, you know, we've talked a lot about it, but um. And he's like, we get into the elevator at the hotel and we're, we're coming up. And then Max is like, oh, Bella's like a big fan. Do you mind doing a photo with <laughs> I, I was my momager. Yeah. I was, I was like the ash of the situation. I felt very proud because I, cause I go over to Bella and Jillian. I'm like, Jillian, are you, are you fans of Jay Fair? Should we get a photo? Should we get a photo? And then Jillian looks at me and goes, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then Jillian's like, no, and then Bella's like, I love him. I was like, okay, Bella, come with me. And then he was very excited. And But I did the thing where I was like, listen, Jay, she's going to be a big star. She's going to be on SNL one day. I swear to God. And then he started doing a Lauren Michaels impersonation. Um, <laughs> but he was nice. You guys had a nice chat, right, Bella? 
Nice. <laughs> Bella that's just, that's my move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bella just said, "Yeah, he asked her to do an impersonation, and she choked." Um, but yeah, it's int- yeah, it's, it's interesting though. Just the whole song and dance of introducing yourself at, the, at yeah. these events because this is a convention. This is a networking uh, opportunity for a lot of people that are in the industry, and it's tough. And each social um, moment has a different dynamic depending on who you are. Are you the ass kisser, or is your ass being kissed in the moment? And, you know, with Jay, I was like, hey, what's my entry point here? And so we started talking. You did your Obama impression, didn't you? (laughs) Should I do it right now? Let's hear it. (laughs) Do do Obama in a French accent, actually. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll save it for later. That would be good, though. um, So we started talking about basketball. I told him that Tim Duncan's looking younger these days. Mm. This is very, like, niche. (laughs) I was like, no, he was like. He's got a cool haircut now, and he's like probably lost 20 pounds from his playing, and he's still practicing with the Spurs. And so he looks like younger than he ever did. Yeah. And he's like, I don't believe you. I was like, no, I saw it on the internet the other day. He's like, let me see it. And then I was like, yeah, I can't really find it right now. He's like, let me see it. And I was like, okay. And then I spent like five minutes looking for Tim Duncan practicing like in the summer league. And I was like, and he's like, I don't believe you, man. I don't. He kept on calling me on the thing. And I was like, shit. And, but I finally found the clip. And he was like, you're right. And, he, and then he shook my hand. And that's how you schmooze. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was, but it's, I also do the thing where I'm like, okay, I need to let him know that I'm not just a nobody. I'm also a somebody. Yeah. So I'm like, how do I, how do I get it in there? That I'm, Turn it, the radio on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not just another guy, you know? So it's like. <laughs> You were actually so, saying that out loud, just like this. Yeah, <laughs> hey, what is yeah, Max yeah my head was against the window. I'm yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm how do I let Jay know that I'm not just a nobody, I'm a somebody? Okay, so I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Bruce McCullough, uh, Kids in the Hall. Uh, he's he's an EP on the show that I'm, that I'm an EP on. That's why I'm here. <sighs> and, and, <laughs> and then I was just like, Will Forte, I'm friends with Will Forte. And he's like, cool. And then he did not give one fuck. I was like, all right, that didn't really work. And then, and then, and then of course, it's like, you know, you want to have the proper amount of time with somebody. You want to leave on a high note. And I felt like I got out. Like, I'm, I, I can start strong, but my endings aren't necessarily good. Like, I'm yeah. good for the first, like, five to seven minutes, but then it really falls off mm-hmm. a cliff in these sort of moments. So I thought I got out at the right time. But then we were in the elevator after the check-in. So we all got to the hotel here. We check in. We go up to the – and I was like, oh, we're in the same elevator. Okay, I got to make another 25 seconds of, like, conversation here. Shit, 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 shit. And I was like, fuck, he's on my floor. Fuck, 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 fuck. And then, and then I was like, do I ask for his phone number? <laughs> and I opted not to ask for his phone number. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, but you should I go have? for it? Yeah, of course. You yeah. do that with everyone. Why not him? Yeah, yeah. But he didn't know that I was – a not a nobody. You didn't know you were a guy. You're if, friends if, with if, Will Forte. If, if I hadn't, if I had gotten just a little bit, if you guys were, I need you guys to be pumping my tires a little bit more. You need us to do what you did with Bella. <laughs> yes, there's the, there, it's the circle of life here, guys. Yeah, like everybody needs to know where they can be helpful. So next time we're in, in that kind of situation, one of you can say, guys, remember when you played really late in the day on at, on the main stage at Oshiega right here in Montreal? The- years ago, yeah. me and you were at a Raptors game. Mm-hmm. Years and years ago, <laughs> we're sitting at a Raptors game and there was like a pretty girl in front of us. And <laughs> she kind of turned around. You said something to her and she kind of turned around or whatever. And then she kind of stopped, but she wasn't interested. She didn't know you were a guy. Uh, and then I went out of my way to go, 
Hey Max, when you uh, played the the arena, which side of the <laughs> arena was <laughs> yes, you? Yes, <laughs> And then your eyes just got real big. And you're like, louder, louder. <laughs> and then she was like, "Sorry, what was your name again?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I have pumped you up before, and I know the move. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, how was the rest of your night? So because because again, the other part about it is, is like the, it, it is. Uh, very exhausting if you aren't in the mood. Uh, so you have to kind of pace yourself at these sort of conventions about like when you're going to put yourself out there, when you got to go back to your room to recharge. And around 1230, I was so excited to get into bed. It was so hot in Montreal. I was like, and very sort of like smog. I was like, I can't wait to get into the air conditioned room. And I was going to sneak out the back door or, uh, or actually I guess it was the main door of the late night set. And I was with Ash, and I was like, Ash, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Let's get the okay. There's a, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck here. So aggressive. Yeah. And then and then I open the door, and I just see Mike Veerman, Justin Stockman, and a whole bunch of other people like walk through it, and I'm just go, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like to myself. I was like, scream. And then Mike's like, hey, Maxie, how's it going? He's like, oh, the, there's some big dogs from New Metric Media. We should go. Blah, blah, blah. I don't I was, think that was my exact no, quote. No, no, yeah. The, the, no. Yeah, you, you, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to bed. And then I just left. You did. You just you got out of there. So how's, how's the rest of your night, though, Mike? Oh, good. I wasn't like up till 3 a.m. with Justin Stockman. My voice always sounds like this at 11 a.m. <laughs> it is hard, though, because it's like we got into town yesterday, and I have two small kids. So I was up at like 6 in the morning. And then as you're approaching three, you're like, I've been up for almost 24 hours, you know, and it's just a lot. Like you said, it's not like you've been up for 20 hours just hanging out in the hotel. Watch. It's like you've been talking, engaging, mm-hmm. watching somebody die and then come back to life. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like Jay Farrow in a sprinter band. band. Um, but yeah, so it was it's been it's been exciting. But that's what JFL is all about, I think. Um, how you feeling? Good. This isn't a good story, but I went to bed at like 1030. Really? Yeah. But I couldn't stop thinking about that waitress who was said the thing about like, oh, you didn't thank the man who saved your life. So I was like Joe Pesci muttering to myself like all night. I was like, stupid waitress. I'm in, I'm in shock. What, what did she expect me to do? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I couldn't stop. I'm so fixated on that waitress. I actually want to go back to the restaurant. <laughs> what are you going to say? I don't know. <laughs> it but is I'm mad weird, though. He just orders the steak again. Yeah. 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 Because you eat it. It really felt like the climax of the dinner mm-hmm. but then like we still had to hang out there for another like 45 minutes so the whole thing was weird it was just like okay. oh absolutely yeah and you didn't know how to react or act with anybody no i just yeah. sat down i was like so uh meryl streep <laughs> pam anderson and like <laughs> yeah no one picked meryl streep though they wanted to kill her yeah meryl got killed yeah Seems well. interesting um she's, she's too acty though she's like you know what i mean Meryl Streep's too acting. That's what we're naming this podcast. Yeah. Um, Well, JFL is also all about uh, stand-up comedy. That's true. Which is a very exciting thing. thing. And uh, you have done stand-up in the past. In fact, there's a whole feature film about it. Oh, yes. Oh, we're doing this bit now. We're segueing. Okay. I thought you were going to tell a little story first. Yeah. um, But yeah, it's an honor to be (laughs) 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 at uh, JFL. Uh, I came here, I think, 10 years ago. Uh, I was shooting a movie with my friend Mark Myers, um, director of the dessert and director, director of many Arkell's music videos. Yes. And, uh, you know, just walking around, we would see Robert Schmeigel, who uh, was always an idol of mine. He was also the voice of Tramp the Insult comic dog. And, you know, I ended up hanging out with him for like two hours, just sitting around talking with him. We also filmed him for the documentary. And, I was just like, holy shit, I want to come back here every year. But my goal was to one day be able to come back as a peer and not just as an excited fan. And now we're here today. 
Yeah, this is exciting. As Pierce, kind of, we have a show coming. I'm not sure if anyone's seen it, but it's out now on Crave called The Dessert. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Anyway, one second. This is awkward. Okay. Um, yeah, but here's the movie. It, we actually made a real movie. It ended up going on Netflix, and it's filled with interviews that we did um, at JFL. We had Russell Peters, Mark Marin, like, I forget who else we had on this. I think it's listed on the back. But anyway, we did a lot. And I did stand up for the first time in this documentary. And I actually did pretty, pretty well, I thought. Like, uh, afterwards, um, are you, is anyone familiar with the Munsters? No, what is that? I don't uh, know. Do you know my cousin Vinny? Yeah. You know, what is a Ute? You know, the judge? Uh, his brother was at the uh, show uh, that I did the stand. <laughs> he's, 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 <laughs> this is a real a very modern reference. He's talking about Fred Gwynn, the actor. Which Fred I'm sure Gwynn, everybody the knows actor's Fred brother, <laughs> saw me do stand up. And he said, he's like, that was, he goes, I come to uh, Yuck Yucks every week. I watch the new stand ups. And he's like, you have something special. He's like, I really think you could make it your social commentary was so astute. He was using all these big words and he was pumping me up so much. And I thought, well, one day I'm going to try again. But I never did because, you know, I was working on much music. I never thought I could actually break out into the comedy scene. But now that I'm in the comedy scene through the sketch show, I'm seriously considering doing stand-up again. Hey! 10 years later, because this movie, I, over 10 years, yeah. I think we shot this in... I'm in favor of this. So it's... It's not really up to me whether I uh, do this again. It's kind of up to you because I'm going to try doing <laughs> one of the jokes that I did on stage. Mind you, sorry, I'm getting a call. Oh, a meet's calling. Just our it's boss. our boss yeah. at work. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to book today off. Um, but he'll never know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's up to you. I'm going to try this joke. You know, it's, keep in mind, it's over 10 years old this is gonna age well exactly so we're gonna get some shane cunningham uh stand-up right now just one joke yeah okay Okay. you guys ready for some shane stand-up yeah Yeah. exciting once every 10 years (laughs) that's a great jacket okay uh alex could you move there Uh, this cord doesn't she's part of the bit so yeah when i did this i had uh just a girlfriend it wasn't her but we'll pretend it is (laughs) Hey everyone, um, this is my first time doing stand-up. Girlfriend came to support me. She's got a nice little smile. She's got a nice little body. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> got nice little boobies, you know. That's actually what I like best about her. <laughs> no, not, not the fact that she has little boobies, but the fact that she's comfortable having little boobies, you know. <laughs> Girls can be so open about that sort of thing. The other day, she was at the mall, and her her friend held up a shirt and said, hey, Alex, this would look great on you. And Alex turned and said, with my little titties? (laughs) Maybe if I had your huge tits. Now, I'm paraphrasing, by the way. I'm not, I don't think she actually said titties, but uh, that's the way I like to think she talks behind my back. Um, and if, for example, like I could never get away with that. Like, you know, if a guy like held up a pair of uh, swim trunks is like, Hey Shane, these trunks would look great on you. And I, I'd be like, my little dicky, <laughs> your huge dick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, what do you think? 
You know, maybe it was a little blue, but I, I, I don't know. I think it holds up. It holds, it holds up 10 years later. Timeless okay. comedy. Yeah. So what was that, about 40 seconds? I just got to work out another, what? I guess you got to start with five? Yeah, yeah okay. no, it felt like an hour. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, um, we can't have Shane do stand-up oh, right. yeah. and leave Max out. Because mm-hmm. Max yeah. has this uh, thing where he thinks he can do anything. He really, yes. he has the lead singer confidence. And so for this bit, what yeah. has happened is Max is going to try stand-up for the first time. Not with something he has written, no. <laughs> but with stand-up routine that Shane has written. Is, see, we talked about this last week. I was like, guys, do you think I could do stand-up? Maybe, maybe I have time to write like a five-minute thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Ash looked at me. She's like, we have no time for anything right now. Yes. And I was like, okay, that's, I still want to do it. I was like, guys, I'm good at delegating. That's my whole life is just delegating work. I was like, you guys write me something. And so I haven't actually seen the material yet. No. Uh, okay, and Mike and it? I thought we were going to work this yes. bit out a lot more, but mm-hmm. JFL is tricky. You always think you're going to have time, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, there's a, a panel here, a podcast, and oh, it's the midnight show, and the 2 a.m. surprise. So we didn't have a ton of time uh-huh. to work this out, but I do think some of the stuff could work for you. Okay, yeah. and, and is it in my delivery? The delivery matters. Am, okay. I, am I standing up? Am I working yeah, the stage? stand up. Do I get to wear the cool jacket? You can wear the jacket, yeah. and I, I want you to be like, I don't know, confidence, kind of like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> French Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, it's on your, written on your phone? And I haven't seen this at all, so we might have Yeah, to. like confidence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> might be spelling mistake. Here we go. Max Kerman doing stand-up for the very first Montreal, time. Montreal, how we doing? How we doing? <laughs> Just... Just got off the plane. It's good to be back here just for laughs. One of my favorite. <laughs> don't ad- don't outlive. Okay, okay. Just, just, just read, read it. Read it. <laughs> okay. Don't you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is like in a Gmail document. Okay. Don't you hate it when you're doing a corporate gig and they only pay you half up front? <laughs> it's like, you think I'm going to run away? I'm on every other billboard in the city. <laughs> But seriously, I guess you could say that I'm a pretty recognizable guy, which can get a little uncomfortable being in a band with four other people. I'm not saying that because the other guys aren't recognizable, but let's just say there's people that... (laughs) (laughs) You could say it. Let's just say (laughs) there's people in the the witness protection program who get stopped on the street. But seriously, our Kels have gotten pretty popular the last few years. <laughs> Old for a block. <laughs> okay. Um, we're kind of like the Beatles of Canada. <laughs> I'm Paul and I'm Paul McCartney and John Lennon, and the rest of the guys are. But seriously, Ringo. Oh, <laughs> Ringo. The rest of the guys are Ringo. Being able to entertain large audiences is a total money grab. I mean, joy. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this was like half baked, but it was like, yeah. So entertaining large audiences is a total money grab. I mean, joy. Oh, yeah, that wasn't the best joke. So all yeah. Right. Anyway, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Good job. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, 
and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, and now we're going to welcome out a real comedian, uh, someone we are very excited to have, a friend of the pod. He appears in uh, the dessert, the sketch show. And last night uh, we saw his, his show, which was, it was incredible how much his audience loves him. And we we're very lucky to have him. We're going to invite out Curtis Connor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone in the room gets a hug. How's it going? How you feeling? You can hold it. You can. <laughs> First time using one of these things. Um, what? <laughs> Did you go out after your shows last night? Yes. Where'd you go? Um, I went to. I tried to go to a bar, and then uh, it was closed. Or no, it wasn't closed. It was just boring. So I left, <laughs> and then um, and then I went back to here. And how did it feel? Um, we were just talking backstage because I got to see the filming of your new special mm-hmm. that will be out. Do we know when it will be out yet? Do you? I don't. I don't. No. I, don't I don't know yet. <laughs> it'll, uh, be it'll be out, out at some point, year, yeah. sometime this year. Yeah, in the next and month or two. I don't know. You were saying that you were nervous uh, before the first show. And the second show, you really got yeah. into the groove. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, filmed... is that typical for you? Like uh, well, to, to have nerves at a at a show like uh, just for laughs? Oh. Well. I wasn't too nervous for Just for Laughs. I feel like um, the special I was super nervous for because I had, I've never, I'm, I've done that set so many times, but I was like, I've never done it with like eight huge fucking cameras mm. moving all over the place. And it's like, yeah, so that was like really intimidating. So I was like, I, I just know I just need to like just do my thing. But it's so hard when there's like a fucking huge thing like on like a arm that's like in my face and it takes like everything in my body not to be like, like to wave at the camera or something because <laughs> <laughs> so I have to act like they're not there but but no the second show was definitely a lot better because I was like I got whatever I just got to just like worse you know I just I like have more fun and stuff and mm-hmm. you know get a little more loose with it but yeah definitely the nervous uh, most nervous I've ever been for a show was the first uh the the the, the one that we taped so and, w- and with the editing process because learning about how specials are made there's there's a lot you can do because obviously the show is what it is but mm-hmm. wh- wh- describe the editing uh like kind of how sharply you wanted everything to move along and 
Yeah. Just the creative vision for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Cause I, I'm like, I'm so used to editing like my YouTube videos where it's just like, like, like pretty over the top for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I can't really do that. <laughs> like it's comedy <laughs> special. Can in like a fart sound effect or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, I could, but like, <laughs> um, could be a trendsetter that way. But no, it's been like, obviously it's, it's nice. Cause I get to just like hand it off to like a real editor who knows what they're doing. Um, so I don't, so I don't have to fucking worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just like, they pretty much fucking like nailed on the first go. It was like, oh, really? oh, there was only like a couple things that we had to, to like swap out or like, um, just like edit like different angles and stuff. But no, they're like, that's a good thing with like working with like professionals who've done it like <laughs> a bunch of times they are like, here you go. I've done this like a million times. I know how to make shit look cool. So, that's awesome. so yeah, it's been cool. It's been very cool to see it come together. And, uh, whenever it comes out, uh, you all better watch it. They sort of agreed. It's okay. Fine. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, you know, like I was saying, it was remarkable to see the way your audience sort of responded to your, I, I saw your set last night and it was incredible to see how much they just sort of like love you and how much this thing has grown. And when I'm seeing someone on a stage like that, sort of do that, I'm fascinated, like to go back to the start, what, like what inspired you initially? Like what things were you into as a kid where you're like, man, I maybe want to get on a stage one day or I want to be a forward facing performer. Like what sparked it in you originally? I don't know. <laughs> next question no, uh, <laughs> um, fuck Mary kill <laughs> yeah kiss or slap Meryl Streep um, I uh, I don't really know it's so weird because I was like a super I feel like this is pretty uh, common for a lot of people like who perform but I was like a super shy kid mm. and I like never wanted anyone to really like look at me ever um, but and it, like public speaking and shit was always really like scary, but it wasn't until like I feel like high school drama class where I was like where I like found out where like I was like I was always like a, like joking around with because like you're that's what you do here if you're a human, <laughs> but like if you um like for, when I was like doing drama, I was like that's when I realized like oh I can like just have like I can be like funny and it like makes it a little easier and it's more fun to just kind of kind of do that I guess. Um, but no, it, it's sort of, I kind of like fell into stand up too. It was like my friend just kind of like forced me to do it. Mm. Um, which was, it was actually like hardly even a friend. He was a regular at the Starbucks I worked at. <laughs> <laughs> which Starbucks? Uh, it was a Starbucks on Queenston Road in Stony Creek. What was oh, his name? Wow. <laughs> his name was Jareth or something. Jareth is something, responsible for all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out, shout out that guy. What did he say to you? Um, what would you like to order? Yeah, yeah, he was. I think. Well, he would. He was coming every day, and he was like just like a chill guy, and like he, he, we would always joke around and stuff. And he was like, "You're really funny. You should. Do, you ever do stand up?" And I was like, "No, I just I work here. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do." And then uh, yeah, he just kind of like he told me that there was like an open mic happening in like St. Catharines, which was like kind of close to Stony Creek. And then I like he was, and I was like, he just kind of forced me to. He like drove me there and shit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Could have been a murderer. Like I feel like I put way <laughs> so too much. So you trust got in into this. the car with Jareth. He was like, oh, "I'll pick you up at seven, and we'll drive down to St. Catharines." Yeah. And, and you and you, were you rehearsing at home? Like, yeah, I had like a, I had like a little set that I wrote. It was like probably like three minutes. Do you remember then. any of the first jokes? Uh, nah, we don't have to. <laughs> 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 we don't have to do that. No. <laughs> Was uh, this before you were doing YouTube? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. This was before YouTube? any video oh, stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So how old would you have been at this point with Jared? I was 19 when 19. I did my How old was Jared? 
Who's I fucking don't know. He, I don't even know if he it was real. I don't. He might have been like a figment of my imagination. <laughs> um, no. I like the spectrum with Jareth was he may have been a murderer or you'll become wildly successful. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're betting on the two outcomes. Yeah. So just take a chance on a on a random guy. I guess. <laughs> cool That's shit. the moral of the story. Yeah. Cool shit can happen. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he was in like his mid twenties. I think oh. he was like well, like out of. Post secondary and shit. He had like a. It was fucking. He's like a man. You and Shane have a man. You and Shane have that in common because Shane has stories of like befriending dudes that are much much older (laughs) than him, and then making it part of their your work and. Yeah, I met an old uh, like well, he's sixty five years old, sixty five year old (laughs) Dutchman. I met him at a bus stop one day. Oh my god! And he offered to give me a ride, and uh, yeah, I I ended up working with him in uh, short films uh, i needed somebody to play a police chief and anyway we ended up being best friends for wow. many years yeah. yeah if older men ask you if you need rides then you should <laughs> that's the yeah that's taking the, the bus is annoying yeah it's <laughs> the moral of both of our stories <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i wanted to ask you about your growth because obviously it's insane how popular you are now and i'm myself you know i have a tv show that came out i'm trying to get popular online <laughs> yeah uh, i found like when it our show came out the dessert and crave um i thought oh my instagram's just gonna blow up and i got about 125 more followers let's go like is that good yeah. like, uh, and like like what's the keys to getting more maybe okay <laughs> yeah i could See if there's a way to like send some of mine your way. If it, maybe that's a feature on Instagram where you because you know, like you can, you'll like, send me your videos and I'll put them on mine. No, I send you my follow. Like I'll just oh, like yeah, I just like copy and paste them over there. Oh yeah. right, okay, yeah. yeah that's I feel good. like that's probably a new feature that they're working on. But did you grow quickly or was it like nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, and then you just exploded? Uh, well, yeah, I started on Vine first. If you guys remember Vine, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Lived, and y'all fuck with Vine out there. Powerful. Yeah, that shit was awesome. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I started on there and I gained like a pretty, pretty like big following I thought. And then it, uh, shut down. So I was like, okay, well that all went away. So I had to like kind of redo it from like YouTube, but yeah, it was definitely a grind. Like it took a while to figure out what like I really wanted to do. Cause it was like, I was doing sketches. I was doing like, um, like reactions. Like I was doing like a bunch of different stuff on YouTube. I didn't know what was going to work. Um, and then I saw that my friends from Vine were like having success with like the commentary genre. So I was like, I'll fucking, I'll try that as well. Mm. And then, um, yeah, so I just like copied what my friends were doing and then it fucking, uh, it worked out. I had one video that kind of just like, I guess the algorithm just like picked up for whatever reason. And then I went to bed, I had like 2000 views and then I woke up, I had like 600,000 wow. and then, uh, yeah, so that was crazy. And I was like, I had this little bit of momentum and I was like, fucking, I might as well just keep going with it and see what happens. And I was like, and that was when I was working at a full, like a fucking office job too. So I was like working all day and then coming home and editing and shit until like two in the morning and shit. It was like, it sucked. I don't know how I did that, but. Well, you're very determined and like, you know, even with, so you're big on YouTube and then TikTok becomes a thing and you lean into that and you're very funny and your persona is very sort of chill and kind of approachable, but you have a good critical eye, but behind oh, the wow, scenes, you. no, you do. You really do. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but I'm always curious. stand up. <laughs> Pardon? Uh, I couldn't up. fucking hear. I had like oh, my door to the, my sorry. I had my ear to the door and I couldn't hear. So we'll I was do like, backstage for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. What is your like? Uh, I'm always curious to know someone, especially like you, who is like an entrepreneur. You're creative. You 
what is your day-to-day work like temperament like because because you do put okay. out a lot of work and you're doing stand-up mm-hmm. and i'm always like is curtis this chill all the time or like <laughs> or does or is he get really stressed out in front of jenna and his friends like you right know, like, what, what is, what <laughs> i'm is a he? fucking psychopath <laughs> every other time <laughs> yeah no but what, what, what is and what kind of gets you stressed out or like i'm kind of yeah. genuinely curious like what's uh what, what makes you tick i guess you stressed out i don't know like the wage gap you know like <laughs> I missed, I missed that last word. What was it? The wage gap. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, right. Okay. That usually gets me pretty upset. <laughs> just storming around the kitchen. I'm just pulling my hair out all day about that shit. Um, uh, How do we solve this? <laughs> it's like, fuck! <laughs> it's another day. It's still there. Um, no, I feel like I'm pretty... I feel like I am pretty level-headed most of the time. I feel like um, even like I, like my wife, Jenna, even like calls me on it sometimes. It's like you're allowed to be like upset and like stressed and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you're allowed to like feel these emotions. But um, yeah, it's like I, I feel like I'm pretty level-headed. I am a – if you're asking like what my work – I'm a very bad – like I'm not good at working. Like, oh, I, interesting. Like I feel like I'll get stuff done because if I have to, but like I'm very bad at like sitting down and like just – writing or like just sitting down and just like editing like i'll edit for like a bit and then i'll just like fuck off and play video games for like four hours or something Mm -hmm. so it's like i'm very bad at work but i do enjoy it but i suck at it so but yeah but i'm pretty (laughs) level-headed interesting yeah Yeah, because it seems to me your output's really good i was like okay what sort of you know, parameters are you sending for the Max is yeah, telling himself, I got to keep up with Curtis, man. Yeah, and now you're like, telling him you're just playing video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. That's the secret. That's good. Yeah. yeah, more video games. Yeah. Procrastination. You got to get, get your KD up. Yeah. How do you cultivate your stand up routine? Because I noticed everyone loves you to a ridiculous extent. <laughs> like, I've never seen an audience like that in my life last night. Every step is like, awesome step, Curtis. Yeah, you roll. Look good. Like, everything was so, um, the audience was just so proactive, so engaged. So, like, how do you cultivate your set? Do you go to a place where someone doesn't, where people don't know you to work on your set or? Um, not, not really. I feel like I, uh, I used to a lot. And then, I don't know, I kind of got, we kind of got to the point where it's like, I don't really, we don't really have to really do that anymore, which is nice. We can yeah. have like, like me and my buddies, Jacob and Dean that, that tour with me, we, uh, we do shows in Toronto where we just like, we'll just book out like uh, mm-hmm. this bar and then we'll just try out new shit mm-hmm. for, for fans and stuff. And it's, it's fun for them. Cause they get to see stuff that, you know, might make it into like a real thing or maybe might not. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, that hour, this hour that I just mm-hmm. did, it's like, that was been like a, there's some stuff from like before COVID in there. There's some stuff like that is newer, like about COVID in it. So it was like, it's definitely a long time coming for that uh hour but yeah it's it's always weird too to like it it always falls by the wayside when i'm like focusing on youtube and shit because that's such a big time Mm, constraint and like such a big focus for me so it's hard to really like dedicate time to write Mm stand-up um but we just have to i usually just leave it on like jacob and dean to like just book a show and then then they're like okay we have this like we're gonna do new stuff and i'm like okay cool then i kind of have to do it um so yeah it's definitely um it's it's tough, but I'm doing my best. Okay, yeah, you're juggling a lot. What? Um, I'm curious because we got Jillian here, and your former classmates. Shout out Jillian. Jillian, star of the dessert. What you met at the Humber Comedy Program? Yeah. Can you describe what that? I've heard about people. <laughs> is that what it's called? Writing comedy. It was like comedy colon writing and performance. Uh, okay. 
What, what do you learn at that that kind of program? <laughs> it could, but no, but I asked uh, sincerely because both of you are so, gonna sign up. Are, are so talented. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. I, what did, I had what the did itch. we learn? I don't. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we learned how to hang out with each other. I made really good friends there. Mm. It's just we. I mean, it was. I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went. It's it's great. Shout out to Humbert. They're really cool. They're, it's just like it's just tough to like teach comedy. I guess it's like it's just it's 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 weird because it's like especially a lot of people went there like the year after like they're done high school. Just those like 18 year old kids there and stuff. So it's just, and it's like picture like a room full like a class full of like the annoying like class clowns you had in your fucking like 12th grade classes. So it's like a whole school of just that is like kind of a fucking nightmare. Um, and like some of the teachers were like, well, okay, well, we don't have to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm glad I went. I met some really great people and some lifelong friends. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. What do you got? What's uh, coming up next? What do you, uh, so the specials game coming out. Specials have you announced come more out. tour dates lately? Pardon? Are you, any more tour dates? Uh, uh, no tour dates yet, um, because once that special comes out, I have to write uh, like a new hour. Yeah, the hour's gone. <laughs> yeah, the hour's fucking gone after that. So do I got to find that intimidating as you sort of think about it. Are you backburnering it, or do you already have stuff you're working on? Um, I got a couple of things I'm working on, but um, I probably have like maybe like 20 minutes of okay material right mm. now. But like, uh, yeah, it's it's I'm excited because I. On one hand, it's like I'm really uh, like nervous because I'm like I'm already so confident with that hour. It's I've done it so many times. Yeah. It's like worked out. Like I'm half, I'm really happy with it. But you know, um, at the same time, I'm excited to you know see what what else is gonna come up in the in the in the new hour and stuff. But um, but yeah, uh, the special's coming out maybe fucking soon. I don't, I don't know when <laughs> September October maybe. And then uh, yeah, after that, I'm just gonna. Keep making videos, keep writing stuff, and then probably do a tour next Are year. Are you a self-taught editor? Yes. Nice. That's cool. Um, I was going to ask, speaking of that hour that you've toured all over sort of, you know, the States and Canada, is there any difference you've noticed between the American audiences and the Canadian audiences? Um, and the Australian audiences. And the we Aust- okay, yeah, we were just in Australia. I think, I don't, I mean, I, I mean, Australians are like insane. Really? Yeah, they're out of their fucking minds. <laughs> How so? They all showed up in Joker cosplay. They're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they're villains. <laughs> like they show up dressed like Joker. <laughs> the the Joker. Yeah. yeah. No, not all of them, but oh, no, something. none of them actually. But um, no, they're like just like Australians are fucking like they they go after it. They're they fucking send it every night. It's pretty it's pretty cool. They're like su- the most like rowdy crowds ever. I think uh, Americans are. Um, I don't know, aren't they like usually fatter than Canadians? I don't know. <laughs> probably probably larger than Canadian crowds. But, um is that what you is that what you're asking? Yeah. No, they're all they're all very good. They're all very I've I've been very like blessed, I feel like. Um I feel like with like my crowds, they've all been like just so fucking I mean we've never had like a bad I've never like left like a show being like, what the f- the hell is that about? Like I've we've been yeah. so like spoiled with our mm. our, our crowds. Um, so yeah, I feel like not, not too much of a difference, uh, really, but, um, I mean, Canadians crowds are obviously like the best because, you know, because you're a YouTube star, do the, uh, audiences know you're Canadian? Like, is that, it doesn't really, I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's like people always, 
yeah, people always like make jokes about like mm-hmm. like I wish Canada was real and stuff. That's what they always <laughs> so they always tweet at me and stuff. But uh, yeah, I think it's like a a thing that people know that mm-hmm. I'm that I'm Canadian. So when you're um, writing a bit, this is kind of a weird question, but how much do you think about your audience? Because when I was at the show last night, which was unbelievable, by the way, Thank and you, you did joke that kind of bummed me out because you were like um oh no no not that way you were (laughs) like hey guys i'm 29 and then the audience let out a sigh like (gasps) yeah 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 yeah. such an interesting moment like yeah they being 40 in that audience (laughs) watching that (laughs) everyone gasped i was just like man i'm the oldest guy here like i'm really old they think 29 is old so it's yeah. just one, like, do you think about the age of your audience and are you worried about potentially alienating them if you go a, a certain way that's maybe right. like an older age or? Yeah, know? I mean, I don't really, I didn't really think about that too much when I was writing my stuff because I feel like I'm just, when I'm writing, it's pretty much, I like to think the standup isn't that far off from like my videos, really. Like the mm. sense of the the style of comedy and like the jokes that I make is pretty like pretty similar to the the videos that I I make. So it's like I'm just, and they already like the videos. I know I know that because they're like buying tickets. So it's like if I just do what I'm, if I just do what I'm doing, then I feel like they're gonna be okay with it, right? Um, but yeah, I, that's that always sucks. Cause that always happens whenever I say my age, and they always gasp which is this does not feel good um, it's an effective bit though because then it yeah. gets you into the next part of sort of the, your the joke construct that you have yeah it's awesome yeah 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 um, okay we're gonna get to a q a in a minute but uh, i saw you post tony hawk mm-hmm. the other day yeah which was huge yeah that shit was fucking crazy what, yeah any other good ones lately because tony hawk's like my his daughter's a, a big fan mm-hmm. and he was so thrilled to make the connection what what any other uh unexpected uh connections Lately. Um, oh man, I don't know. I feel like Tony was the big one. That yeah. one was fucking crazy. For those of you who don't know, I made a video about Tony Hawk. It's like his old, um, old movie he made in 2006. It was like really bad. And I made a video about like just like making fun of it. And then Tony Hawk's kid saw it because they watched my videos, I guess, and then told Tony. And then Tony fucking like posted a picture of like a thing from the movie and like tagged me in it. I was losing my fucking mind. <laughs> Cause that's like God. That's like if God tagged you in an Instagram picture. <laughs> so I was losing my fucking mind. But I feel like Tony Hawk's definitely one yeah. where I was like, that's not even like to me. That wasn't even like an attainable. To me, he's not even real. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, so cool. Yeah, because he's also a vi- yeah crazy. That was that's probably like the the number one. If you could be in a movie and you could pick your co-star, who would it be? Oh whoa! You can't say Dean. <laughs> he's he's already left. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk. Hey. <laughs> Buddy comedy. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe like a a really gritty, not a comedy, a very <laughs> gritty detective. It's like seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could play the Jareth character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, well, let's get some resolution on that. Whatever, how, whatever became of Jareth. I don't know. I haven't talked to him. He got well. Okay. He changed his name to Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually, the last time I saw, he was like hosting like religious, like retreats. So. <laughs> Interesting. He had some yeah. call. Maybe he was trying to recruit you <laughs> like back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And it worked. Have you heard the good word? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, do you want to do some audience? Yeah. I, th- uh, I hope you guys all came prepared. Each person in the audience has to ask one question. Mm. That's sort of the way it goes here. Just for us. Okay. Oh. We have a gentleman. Uh, what's your name? <laughs> 
Jonathan, okay, go ahead. Oh, actually, we have a microphone that we're going to grab. Oh, look at that, because we we're because we need it for the podcast recording so yes. that you show up on the pod. Uh, your uh, COVID is such a stressful subject, <laughs> but you talk about a lot in your in your in your in your stand up. Like, but it's such a hectic, like triggering thing. Like, what made you want to incorporate it into your act so much? Like, what? But mm-hmm. what was that thought process like? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, it was like so long without touring that we were like, it sucked because we were really like ramping it up to like right when COVID was uh, like really, really uh, starting up. So it was like the whole, during all of COVID, I was like, just like, fuck, I just want to, I just want to go out there and do shows. So like when COVID was finally done, it felt weird to not talk about it, especially with like how much it changed everything. So it was like, I feel like I need to address it in a way, but then it sort of turned into like a, it ended up being like sort of a through line through like the entire set which sort of um kind of helped out in a way to like to bring everything together sort of um but yeah i, I feel like it would have been weird if I, like after all that i just came i like walked back on stage and was like so what's new <laughs> you guys ever fart or something <laughs> thanks man <laughs> all right who else do we got anybody else guys we need at least two more questions right, let's go, go. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Thank you. Thank you. What is your name? Into the mic. So it's, it's Matt. Okay. Hi, Matt. Going? Good to meet you. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, Curtis, to this weekend or re- recently, have you seen any like smaller comics or people that don't have like, uh, haven't blown up yet that you're noticing? You're like, man, this, this person, this woman, this guy, I'm a big fan of. I can't wait to see them do some, some good stuff. Oh, damn. Um, or big dogs, too. Because there's even some of the big dogs I've never seen. Actually. Max, it's not your question. Sorry. um i feel like i'm like so out of the loop with shit i feel like i don't really like i feel like i should know of more uh you know up and comers but um what about the big dogs the big dogs (laughs) yeah i mean there's yeah i mean i've always i saw i like walked by mark norman last night i like wanted to Mm. pass out because he's like so he's like super fucking funny and there's like so many people here that are just like that you see in like podcasts and you like watch their specials and you just like walk but like right walk by them and i was like to me i feel like i've like tricked my way here like i'm not supposed to be here so i feel like i can't like just go up and like talk to them but but no it's uh there's it's uh everyone's doing great everyone's doing <laughs> everyone's so great it's interesting the idea of being like a fan because we all start out as fans of people or whatever you know they are how do you act in those situations do you just stay quiet and keep it moving or will you go up to someone and be like hey i'm a really big fan and i love your stuff like yeah I usually just like freeze up and I don't talk to them because um, yeah. I don't move. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. What's your line? It's like they say, don't meet your heroes. Oh, my hero shouldn't meet me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but are you like Max that you want them to kind of recognize you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want them to recognize Max when when they talk to me. Uh, Yeah, I there's about skateboard. This is like uh, I was at a a coffee shop in Philly, and there's like this skateboarder named Shane O'Neill. He's like one of my favorites, and he was just in line for a coffee, and my heart was beating so fast. And he didn't even look at me, but I just saw him and my heart started like, I thought I was going to pass out (laughs) for this like this like this fucking skateboarder. So I was like, yeah, I just can't. I don't know. There's something's wrong with me, man. I don't know. I gotta. <laughs> but if someone's like, like introduces me, then I can like, I can chop it up no problem. Mm-hmm. But there's that first thing of being like, mm-hmm. "Hello, yeah, I'm also tough. a comedian." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. 
how are you with that? Will you you offer praise? Like if you see somebody, like will you start with like let's say you ran into Paul McCartney, would you do the thing that everybody <laughs> says? Like Paul, I love yeah. Like like would you treat? Hey him Jude, to, pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or would you do you open with the thing that everyone opens with? Is like I'm a huge fan. You changed. Yeah, my it's life. a tough one. Like what's right. your entry point? Because you want to distinguish yourself a little bit exactly. from the, the common. Yeah, you play you, cool as one. You gotta like. Uh, like nag them, right? Like mm-hmm. insult them so they make them like you more. <laughs> yeah. Hey Jude was dog shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hot <laughs> take. <Overrated>. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Pooper. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> That's my bad. Paul. Is that the name Sergeant Pepper? Is that the name of the Beatles? You got it. Yeah. Nailed it. I know. Sergeant I Pooper. Good yeah, job. Sergeant Pooper. The name of this episode That's is the name Sergeant Pooper. Sergeant, Sergeant Pooper. Pooper. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Pooper with Curtis Connor. Um, last question. We need one final good one. We need one. Oh, we one in the back Let's here. go. Hi, I'm Yara. Hello. Hello. Hi. So, Curtis, I used to watch your videos. I don't used have time. To. I don't have time anymore. That's <laughs> okay. Why. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> got to shorten those videos. So You're, what are you doing here then? <laughs> <laughs> You're at a, a, you got a time live to, taping of a podcast. You got time I'm to come here. Working right now. <laughs> Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Okay, you're working. Okay, cool. No, I'm not working. It's just okay. So, um, <laughs> I've seen your your comedy kind of evolve, and Have I you? also <laughs> yes. I haven't seen it lately. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And I also noticed like the haircut. Okay. Right. I. So Is that why you stopped watching? <laughs> part of yeah. No. So um, I I feel like it kind of well I don't know. My question is. Yep. Is it like part of your um like persona like um like a part of your comedy your haircut or is it like <laughs> no that is no. So this is asking, me talking to Paul McCartney. <laughs> so, so Paul, you're your asking, haircut. So you're asking if I'm looking stupid for a yeah. like no. <laughs> is that your opener for the yeah. bit yeah <laughs> no I just feel like it kind of um you know it shows your inside you know like yeah yeah no that is I get it I feel like um <laughs> uh <laughs> I think no I th- I think it does I think it lends itself to some uh, some some silliness right some uh, getting a little goofy because if I just had like a if I like wore a suit in all my videos and had like a like an old timey haircut or like a like a like a bowler hat or something, you know, it'd be kind of it'd be weird, right? So I got to be. I don't know. I think I look all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you do. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. So, and on that note, you do. You look fine. Don't Thanks, let her. Guys. Are you ruined thank right you. now? Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for the question. Yeah. Thank you so much, to everyone who came out. Thank you to Acast for having us. Thank you to Just for Laughs. Uh, this festival is the best. It's a real honor to be here. On behalf of Shaney, Matt, yeah. myself, Curtis. Thank you, Thanks. Curtis. Thank for coming you, Curtis. Up. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank right. you. Thanks for Thank coming. Thank you, guys. Thanks. This is a great thing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.